glory. Ha-ha. How do our brothers in Germany pronounce it? Glory. Something like that. It'll gutter a little spit in there. A little sausage flying out your teeth. Hey, man. That's how I like it. Hmm. I know all you nations have your favorite sausages, sweeter sausage. I know you like your, your uh, shaba, your bratwurst, Polish sausages, the Wiener Sitchel. I like them all, honestly. I really do love sausage. Thinking about hitting up the, the German restaurant sounds so good. Black Forest Inn. Penny's been fasting today. I said that just so she'd lose all her rewards. <laughs> Woo! Oh man, glory! I tell you the truth. If your love is so strong, it scorns death. You're in a real good place right now. If you're intoxicated on first love, which is the Father, in your heart and in your mind, you're an unstoppable force. And that's what's happening here. There's some disciples of the kingdom getting their first love intoxication. Getting so drunk on the Father's glory, which is love, that they won't listen to any negativity. They'll never listen to a bad report. I know those spies are demon-possessed with fear. I'm with Joshua and Caleb. I don't even care what anyone says. If the whole nation of Israel sides with Jezebel and the prophets of Baal, I'll be over there at Mount Carmel with Elijah. I don't even care if y'all hate me. I'm so drunk with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. With love, you just can't be stopped. And that's really when you come to a place of being immortal and being invincible and being omnipotent. Now, if there is any idiosyncrasy in your eye, that's a spot that's a wrinkle. If there's anything in your vision, in your mind, in your will, in your emotions that isn't that first love, that's an area of your soul that's vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. You are not perfectly protected until you're in love because you're not fulfilling the law until you're in love. Love fulfills the entire law. Clearly, it is written. <laughs> And God is love. So it's not about being nice. Although, He paid the price for us to be nice. What it's about is the anointing. <laughs> it's about the seven spirits of God. The menorah of anointing oil. Okay. Fed this in her backdrop for 25 million years of spirit time. Which is could be... You know, one or two days in the natural. Who cares about the natural realm, amen? We're in eternity. That's why we are sealed in the glory. Heavenly Jerusalem doesn't have any time in it. You can be in eternity, you know, forever, sealed in the glory with all your heart and mind when you're in first love. 
as long as your whole consciousness is inside the city gates of heavenly Jerusalem, time has no dominion over you. You're not a slave of the universe of stars and sands in the rotation around the sun and the moon or whatever you believe in. It's irrelevant if it's universal and external. When you're internal in Christ, you've overcome the world. If you're external, doesn't matter what you believe externally. <laughs> you're bewitched. <laughs> you're totally cursed. And the curse is overcome when your brain disconnects from externalism. I don't think you got that. When your brain disconnects from everything outside your body, and your brain connects to your rich treasury of glory, and your spirit led, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom you've received from God. You're not your own, therefore, honor God with your body. And the Spirit of God lives right here in your spirit, and you are one spirit in the Lord. That's called the New Covenant. And when you're God inside minded, your whole brain is connected to the limitless possibilities of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And He will glorify the house of His dwelling, which is your body, not made by human hands. Right? Mommy and Daddy didn't make you. They weren't in there sewing your cells together in, in the womb. You know, God made you. You're made in the image of God. You have a spirit, and you have a soul, and you live in a body. The spirit part of you is the true eternal you. The development of human spirit life is the evolution of civilization. A mature son of God's spirit life is the menorah. Okay? This is the seven spirits of God, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. The seven spirits of God is the messianic anointing, how Jesus Christ, the Messiah, knew the Holy Spirit perfectly. This ain't a little touch from heaven. This ain't a little goosebumps in the sanctuary, you know, charismania. I'm talking about shaking the seven mountains today. I'm talking about a new heavens and a new earth with an army of those with the seven spirits of God blazing through their spirit life. An army of sons and daughters that are in full spiritual stature. The perfection of the height of the Christ. The standard height of Christ's perfection. And it's a reasonable task. It is not difficult. All you have to do is surrender your whole heart and mind to Christ already in your spirit life. Be spirit-led. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Those who are led by the brains are the sons of the devil. That's what's written in Romans 8. Those who are led by their brain are the sons of destruction. Those who are led by the Spirit, your spirit's right here, are the sons of God. Paul dealt with this in his 10 million people churches of Asia Minor. Scholars say Paul had 10 million converts to Christianity, and he's breaking it down. Those who are carnal-minded follow the devil. Those that are spirit-minded follow God. You're either going to be led by Satan in your brain or Jesus Christ in your spirit, but you can't have both. Choose this day whom you serve, and don't be double-minded. 
Don't be unstable in all your ways. Sometimes I'm led of the Spirit, but when it's uncomfortable to me and not in my little comfort zone, that's when I go back into the brain, in the flesh. The flesh is called the brain. Okay? He's not talking about your kneecap and your elbow when he's talking about flesh. He was crucified where at the place of the flesh, the place of, place of the skull. It's all about the brain. <laughs> and it's all about the brain being submitted to the spirit, being spirit-led. And we're the charismatic church, and we've heard that a million times for the last hundred years since Azusa Street. You know, we've seen Token the Ghost, which was invented by Lonnie Frisbee. He toked the ghost on TBN with Catherine Kuhlman 50 years ago, in the 60s, in the early 70s. 50 years ago, Lonnie Frisbee and Catherine Kuhlman were token the ghost on Trinity Broadcasting Network. And people still have a hard time. And Lonnie Frisbee died from lust. Catherine Kuhlman died from pride. But I tell you the truth, every single one of us will overcome the world. Pride's not going to take you out. Catherine Kuhlman con condemned another minister, and seven days later, she died. Lonnie Frisbee died of AIDS, of homosexual relationships. The point is, is lust takes out the best of them. Pride takes out the best of them. Lonnie Frisbee and Catherine Kuhlman are my heroes, <laughs> and they still died from pride and lust. We have watched our fathers and our mothers, and I say that spiritually speaking because we go from glory to glory, generation passing the torch, really, since Adam. <laughs> the woman whose heel crushed Satan underfoot, generation upon generation, the carriers of his presence. God has always had a remnant since Adam and Eve. You can follow the genealogies all the way through Matthew and Luke in the New Testament. And I tell you the truth, since the Apostle Paul, since John on Patmos, there's always been people carrying the torch of his presence. And this is the generation that goes beyond the pride and goes beyond the lust of even the charismatic church and brings the perfection of the Godhead bodily. The perfect height of Christ's stature the fullness of who Christ is as a person. And it's really not that intense, and it's not that intimidating. It's just the exact likeness of Christ manifesting through your hearts and minds in full agreement with the Word. <laughs> the Word. What's the Word called in Revelation? King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. We love the kingship. We love the kingly dignity. Especially, I know everyone loves those kingly riches. Some people are false humility and they say, I don't, I don't love riches. And it's like, listen, everyone in heaven's wearing a million dollars in clothes and shoes constantly handmade by angels, making Queen Elizabeth's wardrobe look like rag stock. Give me a break. Get over yourself. I'm telling you, it's in false humility to not enter the rich treasury of glory and the kingdom riches of the kingdom of heaven. Okay, and it's not about money. It's not about greed. It's about being blessed. It's about raising a standard and walking on streets of gold. What kind of beings walk on streets of gold? Even the billionaires of the earth today. 
Who's the richest man? He's got 125 billion? Owner of Amazon? Seattle's a dump compared to heavenly Jerusalem. They don't have streets of gold. I-5, you're sitting in traffic for two and a half hours getting from Everett to Seattle. I'm talking streets of gold. Seriously, get a life. The prosperity of heavenly Jerusalem is beyond your comprehension today and you're going to have to be open, open to it because God the Father will not have a standard less than His Word. And in the Word, every overcomer walks on streets of gold. I'm not even walking on streets of gold. My streets are completely covered in garbage and trash. Every day I pick up a full garbage bag and I just can't even keep up with it. And there's potholes too, but you know I'm going to get some air suspension on my Porsche to deal with this situation. <laughs> Holy Spirit. We're getting there. You know, and this isn't a suddenly, like everyone believes. This is an ever-increasing glory. This is a parousia. The word for coming in the New Testament in the Greek is parousia. Yet the first parousia, he came through Mary, lived 33 years, perfect ministry, died on the cross, went to heaven. That's his first parousia. The second parousia, I believe, started at Azusa Street. And it's an ever-increasing presence. The word coming means presence. You know, and you can see since Azusa Street 1905 in Los Angeles, which was the reintroduction of the Holy Spirit to Christianity, scholars believe that up to 10 million people received the gift of tongues. No one in the whole planet spoke in tongues before William Seymour the one-eyed black man that reintroduced the Holy Spirit to Christianity. Then the Assemblies of God, Assemblies of God's got millions of tongue speakers, Church of God in Christ, millions of tongue speakers. And the Charismatic Church came out of the Assemblies of God and Church of God in Christ, and, and it's wonderful. And you've seen the ever-increasing glory since Azusa Street. <laughs> and we've come into a place in the revivals of the 90s, the Brownsville, the Toronto, the Lakeland Revival, and it's been wonderful stuff. We've seen awesome joy, the reintroduction of the river movement, and the drunken glory. And we've gone from glory to glory. What is the point of all of it? But the manifestation of the sons of God. <laughs> That's what's been going on by the Holy Ghost and the entirety of the two-thirds of the angels of the kingdom of the majesty of God the Father and God the Son worldwide for the last hundred years. It's all preparing the world for the sons of God. It wasn't about World War I. It wasn't about World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq. Those are just the wars and the rumors of wars, but the, the end is still yet to come. And the end is not a bad thing. The end is a good thing. What does the Bible say? The righteous shall inherit the earth. And the Bible says, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the parousia of the Son of Man. Now you've got to ask yourself, who was taken away in the days of Noah? The wicked. And the righteous inherited the world through water. And this water that we speak of is the Holy Ghost. The living water. And guess what? You got floods in you. It's time to live in the gush of God. <laughs> it's time to live in the full release of the river of life and get all the bewitchment of God being out there in space somewhere and fully recognizing all the river of life and the white throne 
inside your spirit right now. <laughs> Luke 17:21 says, "The entire kingdom of heaven is within you. Two-thirds of the angels are within you. All of the river of God, all Mount Zion, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 24 elders, the kingdom is within you. You have the container of the kingdom, the rich treasury of glory, in your spirit life the moment you first believe. If you stay in that kingdom realm of Christ in you, the hope of all glorious things, or the hope of realizing the glory, and then manifesting that glory in perfect love and first love intoxicating glory upon all flesh, you will drown the whole world and the universe and the stars and the sands and the nations and the tribes and the tongues as it was in the days of Noah. That's what the manifestation of the sons of God does. It drowns the world in crystal clear living water. On earth as it is in heaven is the reality by the manifesting sons of God. And we pray that every single one of you manifests the Son of God in His fullness, in the full height of the stature of Christ. Which means, I was reading today in 1 Corinthians, it says Christ is the headship of every man. <laughs> really? Bill Gates too? Hmm. David Rothschild? George Soros? Donald Trump, <laughs> Bill Johnson, everyone, every man in the whole world? Yes, Christ in you is the headship of every man. That's scripture, 1 Corinthians. <laughs> so if you let Christ be King of kings and Lord of lords, and your heart is in full agreement because Christ is the word, and you just manifest who he is and get out of the way and get all your opinions burned out of you and all your religion burned out of you, all your pride and lust burned out of you, and it's just Christ... His full stature comes through you, and guess what? You participate in the headship of every man. And guess what? Christ doesn't have any condemnation. He doesn't even make people feel bad about their sin. He's perfect love. I minister to gay people every day, homosexuals every single day, rich people. I, I deal with gangsters continuously in North Minneapolis in the ghetto here. But I'm around every nation, tribe, and tongue, 145 nations in this refuge city of Minneapolis, doing full-time inner-city missions for the last 12 years. There is not one drop of anything in Christ except perfect love. And the perfect love of God is the river of glory. That's all he's going to do is wash them head to toes in glory and get your opinions and your critical spirit out of the way because he's going to cleanse the nations with goodness. The only people that try to fight that reality that we bring every day are religious spirits, Pharisees. Say, no, you got to like put some law on them. You got to make them feel bad, beat them up a little bit, you know, hurt their feelings a little bit. It can't be that easy. It's not just the forgiveness of sin and enter the kingdom like little children. It's like stay outside the kingdom for a while and get beat up by sorcerers. Get imprisoned by SS officers and and, you know, concentration camps called Christian churches that have the appearance of good, but inwardly are dead men's bones. <laughs> Truth in you. Because it's time to enter the promised land. It's time to release the fullness. The perfect heights of Christ's stature. Absolute perfection of the Son of God. Not that we're perfect. Christ in us is perfect. Yeah. 
you can yield to perfection because that's the new covenant. It's called in the Bible the perfect covenant. Amen. That you are filled and flooded with God Himself and made whole. Completely and totally filled with God and whole at Jesus Christ's level of wholeness and making others whole by releasing the river of life because we believe. And there's not even a doubt of unbelief in our hearts of anything written in the Word. That's when you have the perfect gush of God. When you believe every Word of God written on your heart and there's no doubt, there's no unbelief, I know He can do anything, and you just release the glory blazing from the Word of God in your heart through all flesh. And you wash all Satan's stars out of all human magic skulls under the curse of the fall, and they're cleansed head to toe, and everyone goes wild in total jubilee worldwide. That's what's at hand. If you want to sow into that reality, donate at redletterman.com and be blessed. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.